Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Sometimes studying Bible subjects, someone has likened it as climbing a mountain. You climb that mountain or approach that subject from this side, you got a different view over here. You can take the same mountain or the same subject, the same Bible doctrine or subject, and approach it from the other side, climb the other side of the mountain, and you see things over there you didn't see over here, though it's the same mountain. And so we're looking at different things here from a little different angle, though we're using primarily the same verses. We'll look at some of these verses again because there's other thoughts that I want to bring out that at the moment we don't bring out because we're emphasizing certain parts of it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, The Name of Jesus, Volume 2 by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Now, if you have your Bibles, we're going to open them to Scripture that we looked at before. 16th chapter of Mark's Gospel. 16th chapter of John's Gospel. The third chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Find those three openings, please, if you will. Mark's Gospel, chapter 16. The Gospel according to St. John, chapter 16. The Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3. Now find those three openings. Just put your finger right in there and hold your place. You can flip right over and read with me. You won't have to be turning pages then. Here we are in Mark, chapter 16. Let's start back up with the uh, 14th verse. Afterwards he, that is Jesus, appeared unto the leaven as they sat at meat and upbraided them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. See, they didn't hardly believe, you know, they told him that he was risen. But he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Now notice those three little words, in my name, and hold that in your mind. In my name shall they cast out devils or demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Again, in the 16th chapter of John's Gospel, the 23rd and 24th verses. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name. Notice those three little words. In my name. He will give it you. Verse 24, hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask. And ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. 
Turn then to the third chapter of the Acts. And notice the sixth verse. Then Peter said, that is speaking to the crippled man who was there begging alms, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now this seminar, we've entitled it The Name of Jesus Seminar. And uh, I had one sermon I've had for years that I preached on the name of Jesus. I do have some material and notes that I've gathered through the years on the subject. The only book of any importance, you can find some little pamphlets and messages that's many of them unimportant and really unscriptural on the name of Jesus but no real books on the subject. The only book that I could find is The Wonderful Name of Jesus by E.W. Kenyon. And so these series of lessons are a combination, actually, of Kenyon's book in his name, the sermon that I had that I preached, and then other notes on the name that I have gathered through the years. I want you to notice this expression. See, we go over these scriptures again and again, but we approach them sometimes from a little different angle. Sometimes studying Bible subjects, someone is likened it as climbing a mountain. You climb that mountain or approach that subject from this side, you've got a different view over here. You can take the same mountain or the same subject, the same Bible doctrine or subject and approach it from the other side climb the other side of the mountain and you see things over there you didn't see over here though it's the same mountain and so we're looking at different things here from a little different angle though we're using primarily the same verses we'll look at some of these verses again because there's other thoughts that I want to bring out that at the moment we don't bring out because we're emphasizing certain parts of it in his name what does the expression, in his name, mean? Now we know this, and you know I have a little mini book. Thousands of them have gone out. Churches order them by the hundreds. It's called In Him. And gives you the scriptures all lined up. In Him, in Christ, in whom? Well, the expression in Christ, as used about 130 times in the New Testament, shows us the believer's position. We're in Christ. It shows us our legal standing. It shows us our place in his family and in the purpose and in the program of God. When Jesus gave to the early church the right to use his name, and if you'll join Mark 16 with Matthew 28, you can see that that's what Jesus did. He gave us the right to use his name. He authorized us to use his name. He gave us the authority 
For as Matthew puts it, Mark doesn't record it just like that, but that Jesus said all authority, all power, the Greek word is authority here, is given unto me in earth, both in earth and in heaven. And then he said, go ye therefore, hallelujah, and in my name, see, go use my name, that's what he said, I'm authorizing you to do it. I'm giving you the legal right to do it, to use my name. And so he gave to the early church and to us because we're all the same church, the right to use his name. Now that right meant that they were to represent him in my name, cast out demons, in my name, speak with new tongues, in my name, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You see, they were acting in his stead. And when they prayed in Jesus' name, it was as though Jesus himself were praying. I mean that we're taking Christ's place and acting as Christ's representatives. Amen. In fact, you see, in the epistles... The letters that are written to the church, the church is called Christ. If we ever wake up and realize who we are, we'll start doing the works that we're supposed to do. Because the church hasn't realized yet that they are Christ. That's who they are. They are Christ. Now, if you want some commentary on that, I know some folks may want to argue with me, but they're not going to argue with the scriptures if they're Christians. You turn to 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, and look at it. And see if that isn't what the Spirit of God said through the Apostle Paul concerning the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's start reading with the 14th verse of the 6th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Be ye, ye believers, ye church, we'd say you today at Corinth, not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now the church, or the believer, is called a believer. The unbeliever is called an unbeliever. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? The believer is called righteousness. That's who we are. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Somebody said, well, I'm trying to be righteous. Well, you can't be. You're wasting your time. Quit trying. Righteousness, most misunderstood subject in the church world today. I was teaching in November and the first part, the first week of December of 1954 in Pennsylvania, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Sunday school superintendent of that particular church, pastor said, was the most spiritual man that he had ever pastored. This man had pastored for 32 years. Wonderful Christian man. Well, he changed, swapped out with somebody where he worked and took a night shift. He'd rather be in the day services than the night services. Because being a Christian, he's more interested in the Bible lessons every day that we'd teach. He'd sit right on the front pew every day. I'd stand down there and teach. Now, to illustrate to those people, because, you see, I realized they didn't understand what righteousness is, even though they are born again filled with the Holy Ghost. I suddenly stopped and said to this man, are you righteous? Well, he swallowed and said, Brother Higgins said, I'm trying to be. I said, I don't want to be vulgar, but I want to ask you a question. Are you a man or a woman? Well, he said, I'm a man. Well, I said, how'd you get to be a man? 
Well, he said, I was born that way. I said, that's the way you get to be righteous. You're born that way. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the three CD series by Ken Hagan, Don't Let Your Stress Become Distress. For $21, get this dynamic resource to start your new year off right. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to become a partner with us there, you can go right there to rhema.org and the information's there. And somebody said, well, what's a partner? Well, a partner is somebody that helps us monthly with with a, a financial offering, yes. some large, small, medium-sized, mm-hmm. whatever that you feel like the Lord would have you to, to, to give to help us to keep the program going all over the world. We have a whole bunch of partners, and we really appreciate them. And we invite anybody that uh, wants, wants to, to become be a partner, a partner that, to come right on and join on with us. And, uh, you know, when we come to your area for one yes. of our crusades, we travel all the time. Be sure and come out. In fact, the last crusade, we had some people come down and say that they watched us on, they were partners. That's watched right. us on television. And sometimes we're at a restaurant and somebody will come up to us and say, yeah. we watch you on television. And, hey, we enjoy hearing that. And we, we like to talk to you. So don't hesitate to come up That's and talk right. to we us. That's right. We are just people. Call today to get this month's special offer. The three CD series, Don't Let Your Stress Become Distress by Ken Hagen for $21. This resource will strengthen your faith and encourage your spirit each day. Call now. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagen, The Name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.